welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider Weekly Podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews. Coming to you all the way from the backside truck stop inside of Hector, which taken out of context means nothing and also everything. I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis, and joining me also inside of Hector, grabbing a meal at the Booger Barn. It's my co-host, Dave Trumbord. David, 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 how you doing, buddy? Uh, Not as good as I was 30 seconds ago. Feeling a little nauseous now. If you guys are at all queasy, what's the term? If you say nauseous, people yell at you now. Nauseated, uh, right? Nauseated. You have to be nauseated, not nauseous, because people get real mad about it. Why? I don't know. I don't get it. People get so mad. You have to be so nauseated, mad. not nauseous. If you're feeling either one of those ways today, uh, probably call a health professional, but also maybe don't listen to this particular episode. Yeah. There's a lot of weird gross out <laughs> moments Just that are kind of stuff. in this. Yeah, it's disgusting. If we talk about them, they might even be weirdly triggering for us as we get into oh, them. Oh, yeah, so, they will be. Yeah, full disclosure, gang. Uh, because guess what? We are talking about... The cartoon Ozzy and Drix. If you are thinking to yourself, man, that sounds familiar. Yeah, you're right. It actually was a movie originally. Yeah. It was Osmosis Jones. Uh, this was a, a Fairly Brothers movie that came out in 2001. What a, uh, what a time for this movie. Well, yeah, what a what a what a time <laughs> to be around. <laughs> Uh, did you did you see Osmosis Jones? I did, and actually, because of all the stuff that's going on in the news, I reached out to Sean. I was like, hey, "We should probably just watch or talk about Osmosis Jones this week." And his immediate response was, "Oh, you mean Ozzy and Drix?" And it completely had sailed over my head that, "Oh yeah, they actually did make a cartoon series about that movie." I was in my head, I was just thinking about the movie. I'd forgotten that they actually made an animated series, which honestly was probably a good idea at the time. Gotta get that. Gotta get that cash. Well, especially because they spent like seventy mil on the feature and only made like fifteen back at the box office. Uh, That you you are you are being a million dollars generous because they spent seventy and made (laughs) fourteen. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm assuming there's some international (laughs) territories that maybe helped out, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, even I forgot that they made this into an animated series. So I'm glad Sean was there with a quick pickup. Yeah, it's it's surprising. The moment you said that, I thought to myself, oh man, are we actually going to be talking about and getting into possibly our first feature animated film yep. on the show? And then I suddenly remembered, oh no, this was something unnecessary in 2001 uh, or 2002 that we can further get into. So, Oh yeah. <sighs> man, I... I will say personally, I did see Osmosis Jones Same. as well. Yeah. And I, I will say the main driving force behind that is because I love Bill Murray. Interesting. And Bill Murray is the character Frank that we'll talk about in the live action portion of the Osmosis Jones movie. Yeah, which has ties to the very early part of the Ozzy and Drix cartoon series. If we've lost you already, you're probably on the Sudafed or something. So just... Take a nap, push pause, not in that order, and just come back when you're clear-headed and ready to check it out. We'll make it really easy. We'll make it there easy. Tell you everything out of order. There are two characters that are the, the titular characters for the cartoon Ozzy and Drix. One is a white blood cell. One is a pill. That's it. That's it. That's all you really need to know. I like that you made him French. He's a le white blood cell. He's a le white blood cell. A le white blood cell. <laughs> it's an international episode tonight. Yeah. Really trying hard to make sure that our French audiences know that I care tap and love them. into that pandemic audience who quarantined at home with le white blood cell. Yikes. <laughs> well, if you were wondering what the differences are or you were wondering a little bit more about Ozzy and Drix, don't worry. We're going to break it down because we're going to toss this over to a longtime friend and listener of this show, Bobby Anthem, for this week's synopsis of Ozzy and Drix. So, Bobby, take it away. Ozzy and Drix, based on the breakout characters from the feature film Osmosis Jones, is an animated inner body buddy cop comedy series. It follows the adventures of white blood cell cop Ozzy and his partner, the -the over-the-counter cold pill Drix, as they defend the city of Hector, the body of a 13-year-old boy. Only they know what really happens skin deep and what it takes to always be on 24-hour alert as they monitor the city from their private eye agency headquarters behind Hector's cornea. Perfect. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> as always, you're just doing a tremendous job. You're doing, you're doing the Lord's work. So we appreciate everything, buddy. 
So we are going to get into. Well, hold on now. Every time, what? Every, we always give Bobby a chance to get in on the show. So what? Oh, I know. What I'm do just... you think, Bob? Would he be part of the uh, immune system, the immune response? Yeah, or would absolutely. Be some kind of like badass pathogen Bo- trying to get in and mess stuff up. Bobby would be the like the the police chief mm. who just sat there and he would be like he'd be like Ellis Trumbull, get in my office but he wouldn't sound like that because it would sound like what Bobby just sounded like 30 <laughs> seconds, seconds or a minute yeah. ago but that's what I think police chiefs all sound like because I am coppist I don't know if you watch that. last action hero you're pretty much spot on <laughs> yeah so. I'm, sp- <laughs> I'm just playing into tropes at this point <laughs> and so he would be the one to call us in and be like turn in your badges and we'd be like we're going rogue, and then it would be Bad Boys 4 with three of us. I like it. Yeah, that's cool. Let's do that. Let's just turn this off and go make that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Will Smith would be like, I don't know about this one, guys. And we'd be like, no, no, seriously. This franchise is ripe for two middle-aged white dudes to take it over. And he'd be like, that's a, that's a no for me forever. For yeah. We'll make it anyway. It'll be, a, it'll be a fan version that everyone will downvote. Perfect. That's yeah. all I want. That's all I ever wanted. We That's got that enough wanted. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So let's get into Ozzy yeah, and Drix. Let's talk stuff. a little bit about the good, the bad, and the LOL. Yeah. Does it sound vaguely familiar to a certain spaghetti western with Clint Eastwood? It sure does. That's what we ripped off. So don't worry about it. We're gonna talk about the good things, what we liked about this show. We'll talk about the bad, things that didn't resonate with us that we didn't like acknowledging and respecting the fact that a lot of time, effort, money went into creating this actual animated piece because then we're going to round it out with a compliment sandwich with the LOL, things that made us laugh, whether they were intentional or unintentional. I think there's a lot to talk about for this particular show. I feel like I'm going to be pretty heavy on the first third. You're going to be pretty heavy on the second third, and we'll see where we end up at the end. No, you know, I'm like... I. This is this is my challenge. Yeah. And maybe you'll sell me one way or another on this. I am like I, I, I hate to say this. I'm middle of the road on this cartoon okay. right now. Because I wasn't offended by anything that was there. It sure. wasn't terrible. But they're also after watching the two episodes that we watched, I don't really have a desire or a push to go watch more. Yeah. Do do you want to explain which episodes we watched and why? So for today, we watched the first episode, which is called Inside Hector which kind of helps bridge the gap yeah. between the movie and, and the actual cartoon series. And then we watched the highest rated IMDb episode that's called A Growing Cell, which talks a little bit more uh, about the the insides of this Hector character that now Ozzy and Drix are, are located inside of. What's interesting, so, like the highest rated was almost double like the lowest rated. This show has, you know, it's 26 episodes, but it's got ratings everywhere from like four up to, I think, like 8.1 or 8.2, and that's the one that we watch. But, I mean, like, it's wow. all over the place. So you are, you know, on the right path if you're kind of undecided and like, well, had some good stuff, had some bad stuff. I don't know if I want to watch more. But I will get into the one unique kind of signifying thing that I liked about this show. What is it? Oh, you want me to just jump right into that? Yeah. All right. Or, or do you want to start You want to start high level and then break it down into yeah. all the good things? Yeah, or? let's get into high level stuff. And then I'll, I'll get in a little more specifics about why I specifically like uh, certain things that this show does. So for me, you know, even simple things like I loved the fact that uh, we, <laughs> we got to go back to the very beginning of this show with the old fashioned Warner Brothers animation logo and intro, which just has, you know, early 2000s and, and I think late 90s too, just had Bugs Bunny just chilling in his tux, eating a carrot. It's just leaning up against the WB shield, and it just had that quick fanfare to lead you into it. And it just triggered something in my brain that was just like, aw. So it was like a little nostalgic fuel pump that just kind of like put me in that mood to watch the show already. And especially because it was back on Kids WB when it came out. As soon as I read that, I was just like, okay, I'm in the right mindset for this. It was a nice <laughs> travel back to simpler times. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like the the setting and, and kind of moving into everything and, and, and just kind of along the lines of the WB portion of this. I mean, this animation feels uh, accessible. Like, this feels like it's in, like, that weird place kind of, like, post-Space Jam. Did it remind you of any other series? Either the theme song, the intro, the animation style, the, the kind of tone and everything to it? Not, like, a particular series okay. itself. I think it reminded you of something. It did. The uh, the yeah. 90s series, the Men in Black animated series, because it had the same kind of approach to the theme song, a little bit static shocky, 
very little okay. bit. But I mean, some, like if there was a spectrum with Men in Black and Static Shock that were on it, this would be kind of somewhere in between those two. Because it was it was weird. Uh, you know, it had that Ghostbusters Men in Black kind of aesthetic where you have these law enforcement characters hunting down these kind of alien, otherworldly looking creatures. It just happens to all be set with inside a human body. So it all takes place at like the cellular level and it moves that action from the quote unquote real world to the kind of like microcosm that's inside of every human body. And I always like that aspect. I love that idea in the movie itself. And it was pretty cool that they transitioned it over into the series too. But it was just like those, the animation, the visuals and the sound of it, it all kind of reminded me of that Men in Black intro. <laughs> the Men in Black intro song is one of the weirder songs of our theme song list. This one wasn't quite as weird as that, but it was pretty catchy. Is uh, it really that weird? It's pretty weird. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's got this weird kind of like, I don't know, almost progressive. I can't even describe it. It's just it's very strange. Did we not cover that on this show? A Men in Black cartoon? Yeah. No. We never no. watched that? Oh, we're going to no. have to do that, if only for the theme I, song discussion. It might even it might even be uh, similar to it, and I, I can't remember. When you asked about, like, does it remind me of something? Yeah. Uh, there was that movie with David Duchovny as well as also Orlando Jones called Evolution. Evolution. Heck yeah. Yeah. And there was a cartoon version of Evolution. I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. And That's it came be out bad. And Evolution came out in 2001. And so what? just in terms of like movies and probably when a cartoon cash grab would have occurred, uh, probably would have been relatively similar to this as well. Man, so. it's almost like something crazy happened in 2001 that just like completely wiped my memory of that entire year. Strange. Uh, Strange. Uh, that we're, been... we're canceling 2001 and we're canceling 2020. We're done with Every 20 years, years we just dip a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a time to be alive, gang. What a time. But yeah, I mean, as, as far as like the, the overall kind of like intro stuff, I was just like, okay, cool. I, I liked what they were doing with it. And I was kind of down for the, the ride that we were about to be on. And I really love the first chance you get to hear Phil Lamar as Ozzy yes. because going from that transition of being used to Chris Rock and his very like unique signature voice doing that character and then hearing Phil Lamar pick it up almost like exactly was uh, was pretty impressive. I was just like, he really didn't miss a step. It's, it's basically the same character. And we, we have, and, 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 just talking about Phil Lamar, this is what I love about this show is that the, the voice acting cast is great. Yeah. You know, we have a uh, Jeff Bennett who is doing uh Drix. Yep. We have Tim Curry jumping in. We have Vivica A. Fox that's in this Tim Curry. So we have a lot of really well-known and good voice actors that are in this and just actors in general. Uh, and so it's very cool to kind of hear and see a lot of the things that were there. I, I, it is so weird to hear Phil Lamar and almost have to pause and just go, wait, is that Chris? Rock yeah. Multiple I, times. Yeah. And like a mo- like many, many times. Uh, so that, that for me, I think was kind of enjoyable from that sense. It was great. Cause it wasn't so much that he was doing an impression, but he was doing the character, you know, right. and it was very like subtle difference between the two, but he was the character. It, it was the character yeah. that I knew from Osmosis Jones. And it just was now in, TV series form. And I mean, if that was around before IMDb or whatever, like I wouldn't have known that it wasn't Chris Rock. Uh, so yeah, the fact that it's Phil Lamar is pretty cool. Yeah. And I'll say too, we, we've talked a little bit about just sort of the, the movie version and transitioning over into the actual animated version, yeah. the full animated version, because there's no live action that they really have other than maybe just some like wonky attempts at like CGI every once in a while, yeah. like the human body. They're CG but, scenes and I think they were pulled from the movie itself. I think they yeah. used like existing uh, CG sequences that were very short and very just out of place. Uh, yeah. And they pulled them into the animated series. But no, there's no live action in the cartoon. Reuse those assets, WB, mm. gotta get at them. So it's, it's interesting to kind of see when you have a, a movie that then has to transition into a cartoon. Right. I thought that they did an actually really good job at bridging that gap. It was of pretty that segue. clever. The the yeah. the narrative jump was clever because they knew you know they weren't going to have Bill Murray obviously doing a live action <laughs> sequences of a kids cartoon. So what but they did, did was pretty interesting. But did they ask Bill Murray? Did uh, they call him not. up and say, "Hey, Bill"? Like, did they call the Bill Murray hotline and just say, "Hey, Bill, we have this idea of a thing that we want to do. Pretty low lift on your end. Think it could be fun. Are you in?" Here's the number to call us back. Because that's pretty much how he takes jobs. True. So They could have lifted those assets from the movie, though, too. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't have known. 
they just had like one scene where he was at a at a park eating a hot dog that fell on the ground or something. Like I would be like, that's brand new. I don't know. I'm a dumb kid. <laughs> Could have been a weird cinema verte where they or just like a like a voyeur thing where they just set up security cameras in his house, recorded a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then they were just like, This is the live action part with Bill Murray. We'll work the story around where what he's he doing. He is known to eat hot dogs off the ground at exactly. his own house. He's really yeah, well perfect. known for that actually. So it would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to we're trying to really propagate that that out right now, aren't we? I gotta Bill ask, Murray hot dog. I, I, Bill Murray hot dog. I gotta ask you this though: yeah. which version of Frank was grosser? Was it the uh, live action, super gross out, uh, Fairly Brothers type of humor from the movie, or the God like almost sad and dep- <laughs> depressingly near death version of the one in the cartoon? Yeah, I, because it was Bill Murray in the movie, yeah. I found it entertaining right. and funny. And then when we saw the Oof. version of Frank in the cartoon version, I cringed. That's bad. And let me let me explain why. Because yeah. I th- this was this was sort of a, a bad slash LOL for me. So I don't want to jump too far ahead. It's interesting but... because it's kind of I think it's kind of a, a good slash LOL for me too for different reasons. Oh, really? Or maybe okay. the same reason. I don't know. But he he's sitting in like a a recliner, and he is in just kind of like a tank top, and he he's eating nachos and chicken wings but it's such a large pile that i don't see a plate no. underneath him so it looks like he's eating it off of just like a white tea like this white kind of like like the hollow uh, depression in his chest he just yeah. kind of filled it with nachos and stuff and was just like well that's good enough yeah like who needs a plate i got a shirt and i gotta do laundry anyway yeah. so i'll I just mean, eat it off just the shirt being really efficient honestly i don't know if that's efficiency or if that that's disgusting the thing uh, is that's you know ugh. where i don't know who's listening out there but if you're like hey i do that too then like no judgments but it's kind of one of those things where <laughs> frank felt like a personal attack of me because it's like i would do things that frank does but he's oh, also God. just like littered with diseases <laughs> like he, he's like like heart disease and he's obese and apparently he has strep throat because he also has scarlet fever which plays into the first uh the first episode he doesn't look good but he is also not like he's not laid up in a hospital or anything he just does not take care of himself there, there's that moment in the beginning that was kind of funny <laughs> funny moment where you know all of a sudden he like leans down to his his knee and he's like ah stupid cramp and i'm like you haven't been moving for days. So probably. how did you cram? <laughs> you know what? I'm not a health professional, not a doctor. So I'm not too worried about this one. We actually did want to have a longtime friend, a listener and former guest of the show, Dr. Jason Woods on to talk about the validity and veracity of uh, Ozzy and Drix. He's kind of busy at the moment, as you might expect, <laughs> doing more important stuff than talking about this stupid cartoon. Yeah. Uh but I will say that that is one of the things that I really liked about this show. And we'll get more into the, the transition story. But I like that they made the attempt to at least kind of shift perspectives of the audience. Something that Pixar does really well when they, they change, you know, for like inside out. Where they shift sure. your perspective to be inside of people's minds and, and view a story from the point of view of emotions. You know, abstract things, they give like a tangible, practical character to them. This was very similar. It's like the immune system is incredibly complex and complicated and hard to understand for pretty much everybody. But if you reduce it to like anthropomorphic cells and bacteria and viruses and all the kind of things like within the human body and make it fun, it can also be entertaining without really hitting you over the head with a bunch of like science facts or just data endlessly. So I thought that that was a really good way to kind of break that barrier in entertainment of also doing kind of very basic level science education and, and health education. They do slip every once in a while a mini PSA in here about how it's like you should, you know, he's eating too much. He should definitely stay active. Or like, hey, things are going well inside because Hector must be exercising. Stuff like that. Like they don't they don't pause. They don't have a musical number. They don't, you know, cram it in at the end of an episode. They slip it into the narrative so that as you're watching it, you're just like, okay, I'll remember that. Like yeah. being active is, is better maybe, than maybe not. Very run. simple. Maybe yeah, go just, jog. Yeah. If I'm going to eat like 50 Booger Barn burgers or whatever, like I should probably at least take a walk around the block. Yeah. Look, there's no reason for Hector's heart rate to be this high and sustained as it is. He must be working out. There's no reason that his heart rate could, you know, as a young teen could yeah. have suddenly skyrocketed from doing physical or from physically exerting himself in any way. It obviously had to be running outside. Had to could be. Not, For could standards not been, and practices. Yeah, could not have been anything else. <laughs> had to be running outside. But who's Hector? Why are we talking about Hector when we were talking about Frank? 
Well, right. So uh, one of the, I mentioned about the transition. I think that this is a really enjoyable portion of this is that we're, we're introduced, we're reintroduced, I should say, yeah. to Frank in all of his, his glory. Uh, he is very relaxing. And at some moment, he gets bit by a mosquito. Yeah. And uh, Ozzy and Drix are in the process of being able to arrest Scarlet Fever. Throughout this process of the mosquito biting Frank, it ends up sucking up these three characters and then acts as a vector to travel across the neighborhood, across a couple houses, and then into Hector's room as he's sleeping, bites him, and... I guess I don't understand how mosquitoes work, but somehow not quite like this, but yeah, the the basics of it were actually pretty clever. I thought it was actually pretty cleverly done. It's not all that different from that uh, because, you know, mosquitoes do go from person to person. They obviously just take a drink wherever they can get it. So sometimes uh, pathogens or parasites or whatever they happen to pick up from somewhere else can be passed from person to person. That's why they're vectors, like Sean said. They're, you know, mosquito-borne illnesses. Now, I don't know that scarlet fever is one of them. Uh, So it was an interesting one for them to choose. Scarlet fever is usually a bacterial uh, infection that you get, usually as a complication from strep throat. But uh, I think it's more dangerous in kids than adults. I could be wrong. I'm not a medical professional. But it was interesting that they chose scarlet fever, of all things, to not only infect Frank with, but then transfer it to, to poor Hector. I hate the fact that I had to actually look up scarlet fever. I, I'm I glad you no- did, though, because that like it, it, it like inspired you to be curious and like ask that question. Because I did the same thing. I just don't remember what I read. It, oh, <laughs> it was interesting <laughs> enough to find that it's it's a it's a very rare. Uh, it totals you know within I guess the United States is somewhere around maybe like twenty thousand cases a year. So uh, it's not it's not something that's like you know all over the place. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. It's transmitted again through like coughs and sneezes, like saliva, skin to skin contact. And so, you know, there's the possibility that I don't know that maybe the mosquito could have gotten it. It could have gone over to Hector. Hector in his sleep swatted at the mosquito. And then it kind of allowed Ozzy and Drix and Scarlet Fever to then enter into Hector's body uh, through what were a bunch of white blood cells that had like popped up to the surface to, I guess, presumably repair like where the mosquito had bitten. Yeah, I like that idea because when uh, when Ozzy pops out and is on the surface of the skin, he starts to quote unquote coagulate. And I had to kind of look that up to be like, mm, I don't know if that would work. But I mean, I let it go because coagulation usually has to do with uh, platelets and blah, blah, blah. If you want to know more about how that works, but also want to watch an animated version of it, check out Cells at Work on Netflix because platelets huh. are well explained and they're also super cute. Um <laughs> But it was an interesting way to like just remind you that you're on that cellular level and that the rules are different there than they are in our world. So it's actually pretty cleverly done. I think they were basically just staging a, a rescue effort. But yeah, also there to, to close up that hole, essentially. Right. But it was, it was a very clever way to get our characters from the movie into the animated series. And I liked how they did that. Yeah, I thought that that was a really smart, ingenious and very clever way to be able to to move from from one person to the, the next. Yeah. And the best part about this is that if you were to watch Osmosis Jones, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, it's Bill Murray is the Frank character. Fun. I'm probably an adult going to the movies to go watch this film. And now we're in this kid named Hector. It's more, I want to say age appropriate, probably for the audience that they were trying to capture at the time for Ozzy and Drex. Definitely. And I loved how they even addressed that in the animation itself. Because when they were like tooling around in Frank and they, they had been there for a while, they knew like, it was a very lived-in body. Like, they, they knew pretty much every, like, nook and cranny and that it was essentially a failing system. Uh, so that when they get to Hector, you know, he's a young kid. He doesn't have all these kind of, like, diseases built up over a lifetime of inactivity and terrible hygiene and, and uh, appetites and, and, and diet. So it was basically like a brand-new, shiny place for them to live. But the bad side was that was a great place for the infection to spread as well because there was not an immune response built up to be able to fight off things like Scarlet Fever. So that was actually really well done as well. Yeah. Did you like the character design of these guys? Maybe not just I the main d- characters, but like some of the supporting ones and, and new characters we got introduced. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I thought that, you know, they kept very much in line with sort of the, the white blood cell design that we had for Osmosis Jones. Uh, the Drix character I thought was always kind of interesting. It sort of reminded me of like a, a pill-shaped, no-leg Mega Man. Yeah. 
So I was I was okay with that. Yeah, uh, he, he's kind and, of like like capsule shaped. Like if you took a like a Tylenol PM or whatever, it's the right. closest thing I can think to it. But I I like how powered he is. He's kind of yeah. like he's like the super powered like wild card almost. Yeah, I just hate that he's essentially a stormtrooper with that arm cannon, never really hitting anything. Yeah, that's it's a little frustrating. Uh, he it's would be uh, I think he would be OP to be honest because he has so many different tricks that you're just kind of like you just keep making up new stuff. Like you you were just a cold pill. You probably should have ran out like. Yeah, years if not days, like days ago or hours ago, even like, <laughs> but you just keep coming up with new stuff. Uh, yeah, it's the yeah. longest lasting pill that you're ever, ever. going to take. It's it's crazy. Two seasons. I do, yeah, I think where the where the design shines are the villains. Yeah, I think the villains are are creepy and weird looking, and and they at some point one of them, uh, it was Scarlet Fever yeah. himself, sort of gets a, a Super Saiyan level up <laughs> uh, kind of transformation that was kind of fun to watch. So. I mean, those things were were interesting. I, I think that they did a good job with those designs. Even his like basic form, he had these kind of like talons that he would just kind of like scratch along the surfaces of like inside of uh, blood vessels or or whatever. I think that was also a nod back to the one from the movie because that was Thrax, which was actually an mm. anthrax infection, which is much more serious than <laughs> Scarlet Fever. And what a time to also be doing in two thousand one. Uh, but yeah, the the villain design was really good because they were also somewhat modeled off of the microscopic versions of these bacterium or or viruses or parasites or whatever they happen to be. So that was interesting. I really liked the fat cell design from the second episode mm. that we watched, but it was also super gross. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of super gross stuff. It was also weird that they had terrible German accents. I don't know why they did that, but it was like, Charlie Adler. So yeah. it's just like, you do what you got to do, bud. Yeah. It sounded like, uh, what was it, Cow from Cow and Chicken, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it sounded almost exactly like that to me. So I was just kind of like, okay, I I could see it. It's fine. I have kind of only like one more small note that I felt was good. Yeah, what's that? Dave, I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity. Anything else kind of that you found that you really enjoyed? I think I hit on the the most parts. Uh, If you notice, I didn't really talk about (laughs) story or pacing or acting really like voice acting great but the you know the writing and whatnot yeah i didn't really touch on that and i think i'm good not touching on that just yet fair enough yeah how about okay. you uh, i'll say my final thing is uh at the very very end of the theme song as they're getting into it there's like this little real sexy noir yeah. saxophone moment oh, yeah. that sort of like comes in and you can notice and you can obviously hear in my voice that like I'm only talking about the last three seconds of the theme song because I'm going to get into it later. That little dark. Yeah, exactly. That little like sexy sax like riff at the end. I was like, oh, yeah. OK, cool. I'm, I'm digging this. It doesn't really fit any of the tone no. of the rest of the cartoon, <laughs> but it was something that was like if they somebody obviously had a saxophone and was like, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's the jam I want. That's where I am. It was cool. pretty rare that we actually got an outro theme song that wasn't just like a recondensed version of the initial theme song or just like a quick instrumental thing that you forget. Like they actually had a full on. Yeah, whoever the rapper was for the the intro was like, hold on, I got I got more bars. And yeah. somebody was like, yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, just do like an R&B track and we'll see if we can work <laughs> it in somewhere. Yeah. But like theme song was like pretty short. Yeah. Last couple seconds of that theme song just like. Real sexy saxophone mm. riff, bring you into it. So he's probably just noodling, and they kept it in there. So now I got to listen yeah. to the end of that. I'm fine with the noodling. Yeah. Speaking of noodling, yeah, let's get into the bad. Yeah, bad noodles. Bad noodles. Send noodles. So I, I feel like there's there's a bunch of stuff to get into. I almost <laughs> kind of want to just mention the fact that like this theme song to kind of piggyback off of this. You know, the last three seconds aside, this theme song is is challenging. Uh, it's it's challenging for me. There's a, a, like a rap song, mm-hmm. and then at it, it, it points, there's almost like a muted vocals to kind of like talk about stuff. And then I, I don't. There, there's like there's moments where like you're obviously seeing a lot of recycled animation from the episode. But one part that caught my eye was a a, a scene where it looks like Osmosis Jones is manipulating Hector like he's one of the the Jaegers and like Pacific Rim. Yeah, like Ratatouille uh, style. Like, yeah, to be able to do like dance moves and stuff yeah. like that, and I just—he uh, was shaking his groove thing to bring I back two thousand two slang. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> do it, Dave. Don't bring it done. back, Dave. No. So I will they, never make shake your groove thing happen. You don't worry about that. 
<laughs> it's something it that will be both... the theme song of bad boys for life though is it yeah <laughs> our version shake, shake your groove thing bad boys for life Done. see remix, how easy remix that was? Remix. perfect yeah easy so I just the theme song in general just for me was uh, was very challenging to kind of set the stage and sort of get me involved in this. And it's it's interesting because, Dave, you noted a couple of <laughs> lyrics that are in this yeah. theme song that are like a little weird. Not they're not weird and they're not in terrible. general. No, no, specifically no, just, now in this current time. Yeah. Yeah, Here's the thing, real. like we watched Ozzy really and Jerks because we're like, hey, let's, you know, tap into this current weird time with, uh, you know, the coronavirus and the quarantines going around, uh, which will definitely age well, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but then that comes with the added fact that when you hear things like this theme song, sometimes there's an extra level of anxiety that you didn't quite expect. So the theme song goes, trouble in the air, what you gonna do? It's a cold, it's a fever, or maybe the flu! Ah, ah, choo! So it's just supposed to be really like stupid and, and funny and silly for kids. But I was just kind of like, oh no, <laughs> as soon as that theme song started playing, I just kind of shut down. I was just like, maybe this was a bad idea. Yeah, uh, especially because you see in that moment somebody sneeze and it goes into another person's mouth and it was just oh, like, Oh, the droplets. Oh. It's like the droplets oh. that get animated into like oh. like demonic pathogens that are like attacking people and the other guy just, <laughs> just breathes it in and just, yep, just nope, social little, distancing. Little parademons yeah. from somebody else's mouth. Just yep fly right into yours and it's actually pretty accurate which is unfortunate for everyone probably what was in the snyder cut of justice league if you ever really yeah that's all it was it was just just the parody just a bunch of osmosis jones recycled assets bizarre that they just worked them in there but that's what you guys want that and all of the buttholes from the movie cats Mm -hmm. that were removed so you know yeah hashtag release the snyder cut hashtag release the butthole cut that's what we want I'd be fine yeah. with one of them. Or none of them. <laughs> Shut Either one. Uh, yeah, theme song for me, Big Swing and a Miss. Uh, uh, see, no, I, I thought it was okay other than that. Just okay, though, because I honestly can't remember much of it now, so it didn't stick in my head. I, I thought it was okay to set the tone because it felt kind of like Static Shock. It felt kind of like Men in Black. Uh, but then after that, it was just, yeah, recycled clips from the from the show itself. So it wasn't anything super original besides the song itself. And even at that point, it... Fell a little bit short, and in today's world, is pretty anxiety-inducing. Yeah. Anything else bad-wise that you had, or any anything kind of like high up on your your chart for for bad-wise, Dave? Uh, just in general, kind of like one-liners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, boy, I didn't even bother writing any of them down because they're very like it, just typical stuff. If there was a setup, like you knew what the one-liner was going to be within two seconds of the setup, and you're just like, "Yep, there it was," and they're fine because they're like accessible for kids. There's not great so that leads to the majority of the writing just kind of like just like one ear and out the other just like there's nothing really of substance yeah. to say from one moment to the next yeah. and and that i wrote down one of the lines because i i shook you? my head so hard when they <laughs> dropped this line this is the first episode they're they're fighting uh, scarlet fever and and he has he has gone through his super saiyan level two transformation and they're they're fighting him out in the, the middle of the street and, and inside of Hector and Jones looks at Scarlet and just goes, somebody's been hitting the hot sauce. And I mean, I it just it's it's just not good. It's just it's just it's just like a napkin writing over lunch. Just like, well, I needed something. We've talked about yeah. this before. Like sometimes you just need something to fill that gap. And it's like, all right, yeah. well. We'll revisit that if we have uh, time, but we don't. So I, I just, I, I really, I heard it. I understood, I think, what they were intending to mean by it. And I, I honestly, I, like you said, in one ear and out the other ear, but like in yeah. the process of going between the ear, it gave me such but a you chill. Also got an ear infection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You also got an infection. Just a fever as it was passing yeah, through. Just, I did not, I did not enjoy any of the lines. Like, it was it was as if somebody had a bad like a bad dad joke and thought let's yeah. make these worse and out of the context for anything, and yep. that was the extent of some of the the one liners and some of the writing for this. Like it was not, and it was good. everybody. It, it wasn't like there was one character who stood out as just being like, "Please stop talking because everything you say is bad, and I want you to know yeah. this." It was like it, everything was <laughs> it was pretty yeah. bad. Again, the acting was great, the writing was just bad. 
the, the setups for the uh, missions that they had to take on or the investigations that they had to carry out or the bad guys they had to take down. Interesting. Fun. Great. Very, like, just, very appealing. Just, just all the dialogue and exposition and, like, all that was crap. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, just wasn't good. It's fine for kids. If it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, if this is the first time you're ever hearing those dad jokes, maybe you get a chuckle out of it. And that's it. It's, like, a very low threshold of just, like, ha, huh, just move on to the next right. one. And that was just a relentless stream of those, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. It's, like, uh, you know when, you, when you're driving and it's not, like, a full-on speed bump that you see, but it's, yeah. like, one of those, like, speed tables where you yeah. like you still have to slow down like just enough just to, enough to just be enough to like have to go and it's you're just that every line in this was a speed table in the car yep. ride of this cartoon and it was just consistently frustrating for me to have to like speed up slow down because like you said interesting thing like interesting yep. character fun design cool setup and then it was just like dialogue 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 and every Every progressive bump just made me just think and, and sit there and just go, I, how long is the rest of this cartoon and can I watch it at two times the speed? Oh, I can't. Great. <laughs> Crap. And that's not to say, like, again, we go back to the voice acting. There are some of these voice actors who will lift even bad writing off a page because they just go the extra mile with it. So Phil Lamar and uh, Bennett. Uh, Bennett were they were they were good. They were great for the what they did. But then you get supporting characters like Charlie Adler coming in and playing Agupus, <laughs> who is just this like this German. Oh, fat Dave, for what some are you reason. saying to me right now? But but he was amazing because even if the writing is bad and even if his one liners were terrible, the fact that he went like hundred and twelve percent on every line yeah. delivery is just like that character becomes a lot more. I fun. mean, I, I, it just we didn't have that energy throughout the entire series. And well. I respect him for for giving that energy and committing to everything that he was doing. But again, it goes back to the writing. The fact that he kept having to say "mumsy" and "dadsy" yeah. so many times, I yeah. I almost threw my computer across through. I was so frustrated every time he said that because there's a part of me that was just like one that feels like bad lazy writing. Two, who says that? Like probably Charlie Adler. Like, and, and, and if it, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he just threw that in because he thought it was. And funny. you know what? And that's the challenge. If it was an ad lib, yeah. I'll give Charlie Adler that and say I'm fine with it. it. It just it did great on me though a little bit. If if sure. this was something that was written, burn it down like all to the ground. <laughs> Stop it. And that's the thing. Like I think going back 20 years almost in animation, they probably still did have that a little bit of play where you could bring the actors in. Because now, going back, and I don't want to start this debate up, uh, but going back to quote-unquote voice actors before they then started to bring in quote-unquote named actors or people whose faces you can like immediately think of because you've seen them in TV or you've seen them in movies. Back when they were actually people who their voices were great, fantastic actors in their own right, but you didn't really know what they looked like because you only ever heard them. You never saw them on screen, right. really. When that started to transition, I think you got away from that that bigger-than-life character, but you also stuck more with the script. And just in my own opinion, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad because those actors are usually, on average, less able to really elevate some bad writing. And if they lack that ability to improv, they can't really ad-lib and, and change that writing. So what you got on the page sticks. So it's either, it's really got to work or it really <laughs> kind of just tanks. Right. And I think around 2001 or two is kind of where we started transitioning more into the quote unquote named actors taking over a lot of these roles. You know, what's more upsetting than having that discussion and reopening that debate <laughs> yeah. is the, the booger bar. Oh yeah. You, you, you beat me to it. You beat me to the location. Yeah. God. It, I mean, you could have picked, you could have picked any one uh, of them though, because they came up with some of the grossest stuff, which shouldn't, you know, 36 years on earth, this stuff shouldn't bother me anymore. But just the, the way that they were like gleefully describing and then eating this food was super gross. Yeah, it, it made me it made me really gr- it made me grossed out. I, I didn't I don't think I needed it. There was one line that I'll say that was in there that was bad is that, you know, we've talked about this uh, instead of hot fudge, it's snot fudge. Uh, that one almost that one almost got me. That one almost uh, that that had the little like bile at the back of the throat, just kind of like whoa, just oh, swallow it down. There, there's a moment where Ozzy, I think, shortly very after, says, uh, "You know, we're looking for this kid. You know, his name's Aglupus. Uh, blah blah yeah. blah. He's like chocolate is his best friend. Where are you getting chocolate, dude? You've just talked about a snot fudge Sunday 
You've talked about all these other things. I was like, where did chocolate suddenly now? Why couldn't we? Why? Why, why couldn't we have chocolate this whole yeah, time? It, we, why have you been? Why have you been feeding me blood puffs and snot sauce? That's an actual thing from yep. the show. When I could have been having chocolate. And 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 in that moment, I was like, somebody, somebody didn't care. Somebody was just trying to like sneak in some type of a fat joke, or or, or maybe just you know just like an offhanded comment about this. I was like. Yeah, but it doesn't play into everything else that right. we've learned about this character so world. far and, yeah. and what they've been trying to build. It took me out of it immediately. I was like, I don't care if he gets found. I don't care about this missing kid. <laughs> I didn't really yeah. either. And even when they were like, there's a, you know how like an escort mission is one of the worst oh, yeah. things ever in <laughs> video games? Get into escort missions. Oh, wait, we're talking about this video is... games. Yeah, video Got game it. escort missions. Not like sneak the escort into okay. Anyway, kids, kids show. So... When you have to accompany a supporting character and then slowly bring them back to, like, the point of origin or whatever. The worst. That was this highest rated episode. Yeah. And there were parts that were funny. There were parts that made me want to throw up, like when this uh, big fat cell character is drinking straight from the tap of, like, a grease truck. Like, body grease truck. That was almost too much. <laughs> it's almost too much. Super gross out stuff. But, yeah. A lot of fat jokes, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how this would play these days. It made sense within the context of the show because they were talking to a pair of fat cells. They were kind of just doing what they're doing and storing excess food and energy. It's what they do. I love the introduction to him though, right? Because he takes them to the, what, the Midrift uh, Estates or the Midrift Estates. Yeah, Midrift Estates. And and Osmosis, or Ozzy asks him like, what what do people do to be able to afford uh, to live here? Like, what do they do for a living? And the butler is just kind of like yeah. they eat, <laughs> and then and then opens it just opens up this like lavish dining room. Yeah, that was that great. That was interesting. And they're just like blah blah blah, just like eating all this this garbage food, or actually like really like high end, I guess, uh, rich food. But great introduction. It just kind of fell apart after that. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Stickety Lipid? <laughs> lemony Lemony Snickets. <laughs> <laughs> lemony yeah. Snickets. Stickety Lipid. <laughs> Uh, again, interesting character design. I didn't need all the puns and iambic pentameter, but at the Ooh, same boy. time, it was at least interesting uh, in terms Different. of what we watched. Yeah, definitely interesting. So I, I didn't hate it. Uh, I could have. He was he was quote unquote the bad cholesterol. Yeah. So I like that they kind of like tried to factor that in, and basically were saying like you know if you've got bad cholesterol and fat. That's a bad combination. And it is because they form, you know, plaques in your arteries. And that's exactly what the plot of this thing was. It was just a really roundabout way to get there. So I like the idea that they had these premises of like, well, we want to teach this lesson or we want to explore this story. Just the process to get there was always, not always, but occasionally just pretty rough, a pretty rough road. It also would have been interesting too, like, because, you know, there's a lot of different types of cholesterols. If they had said like, okay, this bad guy's the LDL and the other one is whatever the good type of cholesterol is. I don't know. They could have gone, they could have gone like a dozen different ways, but. They could have. And instead they chose to make him like a weird beatnik Uh, poet villain that just shot gray goop (laughs) people everywhere. That was. That that was that made me laugh. They're just the, the the shooting the lipids like all over the place. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, what are we? What are, what all are right, we? We're just gonna do that. What are we I actually guess. doing here? But it still, <laughs> kind of made me laugh. Kids yeah. love it. I want a lipid gun uh, now. I can just walk around <laughs> shooting. Just like a super soaker full of lipids. Basically, yeah. yeah. It, which would just be like hot, like liquid grease, Ugh. essentially, or just like avocado oil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that so. So sophisticated. I like it. Thank you. Yes. Avocado oil. Avocado oil. Well, we're making ourselves laugh. Should we get into the LOL? So that's good, at least. Yeah, we might yeah. as well. We're already on a laugh run. And a lot of these things cross over because they're all kind of like, they're not inextricable from each other, but parts of the stuff that I thought were good, then parts of it were layered with stuff that was pretty bad, and then some of it just made me laugh, even against my, <laughs> my best efforts. So I don't know. It's all kind of like tied up for me. What What stood out for you, though? I, again, I've already mentioned it. Frank with the chicken wings and the nachos on his stomach. That really made me laugh because uh, that was such a, a weird moment. Uh, just, you know, any any time we had more interaction with the villains, I'd say the villains I felt were more interesting in terms of what they were doing. And so I could have spent more time with them just because they seemed to have yeah. uh, more drive. They seemed to be better written. Uh, and they had good variety, yeah. too. And yeah. so, uh, and they, they kind of, it's not necessarily like making me laugh, but it was something where like I was more intrigued whenever sure. they were on the screen. And so that kind of, 
that kind of perked me up uh, out of kind of the, the the coma that I was falling into as kind of sitting yeah. down and watching this where I was like, okay, where are the villains at? Great villain time. Awesome. Uh, so that that was interesting. Yeah, the villain of the week kind of stuff was really yeah. fun to to get to explore, even if they never showed up again, which was which was fine. But it was like you get <laughs> to did. know this villain. They and did. They, to, they did. They've been they've been sucked through the spleen. Uh, one of the things that sh- should not have made me laugh, but it did because it caught me off guard, was the spleen card. You've got essentially like uh, immigrants in Ozandrix coming into this new world, this new city, this new body. And they're eventually, you know, the people who are taking care of them are like, if you work with us, we'll get you your, your spleen card. And I don't know why, but it made me laugh just because it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and I would imagine that as a kid, I never would have put together like green card and spleen card like ever in a million years or 20 yeah. years, I guess. But yeah, like silly stuff like that. Like there, there are jokes that are written in there for older audiences. So it's somewhat worth going back and, and rewatching it just to like pick up some of those jokes. But I, I don't know if it's worth having to sit through all the other kind of like low-hanging fruit just to get the occasional yeah. occasional glimpse of something better. Yeah, but I mean, Dave, you got to remember, you sit through all these things, and that's fine. But you should also stand up and shake your groove thing. Shake your groove shake thing, Shake your groove Sean. thing, Dave. I wish I had a little white blood cell with rhythm that could actually, like, control my uh, nervous system. Your and groove, like your groove thing, Dave? Get, <laughs> get it your groove thing? Known colloquially as the group yep. thing, I wish they could control that because then I wouldn't be make such a fool of myself. That actually, I've seen nice. you dance before. If Chris Rock that. wants to like, if Chris Rock wants to like puppet my dance moves on the dance floor, uh, totally fine. I, with that. Phil Lamar, fine. <laughs> I like how willing you are just to be like, look, if people want to make me into a marionette, if people want to turn me into a human marionette, I'm totally down. There's never been anything b- bad along those lines. There hasn't been an entire series of movies called Puppet Master. <laughs> There hasn't been a, a Jinji Ito yeah. uh, manga or anime adaptation yep. of that exact terrible, horrifying nope. thing. We're totally we're fine. Freeing, we're nothing, free and clear. Nothing bad could go wrong. Uh, um, I think we've pretty much talked about everything else that made us laugh, yeah. though. Like, there was one thing that didn't really make me laugh. It was just kind of an interesting inclusion that uh, Looney Tunes characters and Johnny Bravo got weird, like, Easter egg cameos in the background of some of these scenes. I was just kind of like, okay, like, Interesting Why? that you're living in a world like Hector is living in a world where he's watching Looney Tunes, but he's also in the cartoon world, right. and he's a fan of Johnny Bravo. Like, okay, I, I mean, it was kind of it was kind of interesting to see that tie-in. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like just reusing those assets yeah. for no real. It wasn't reason. like off-putting or weird. I was just kind of like, it, and it no. did, it, this was my reaction to seeing like yeah. the cartoon, like him watching like a Warner Brothers like cartoon, like a Looney Tune. It was just, huh. And then when I saw when I saw it. the poster on the back for Johnny Bravo, my reaction again was. And that was like the extent of all the energy I could muster for that. It really was like the most interesting thing about this show is the fact that it was very just kind of even keeled. Uh, It didn't really take you too high or too low. It very much just kind of like stayed right at about level. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to have super fans of it and you're not going to have people who absolutely hated it. It's just kind of in that middle. Yeah. If this if this show came in at a five, it never left being a five, despite all the hard work from all the voice actors that were in there. I just felt like the entire time the writing just kind of like held it, like just, just dragged it, it, it down, dragged yeah. it under the like the flow of red blood cells and just drowned it. And I'll I'll save why I think that is and what my recommendation. Well, for my recommendation, I'll save that. Well, I think we are at the point where we can talk about our recommendations, Dave. And so, if you are listening for the first time or a longtime listener, let's break it down. We can recommend a show, and we can tell you why we think you should spend your time watching this cartoon. We can also say we don't recommend a cartoon, and we can give you a justification and a reason why we think you can spend your time better elsewhere. If we don't recommend a cartoon, we can go one step further, and we can give it the dip, which, yes, it is the Who Framed Roger Rabbit-style dip. Dunk that cartoon, erase it from the annals of cartoon history. We will only then talk about it in a negative fashion on this show. (laughs) If we talk about it at all, still looking at you, Ace Ventura, Peck Detective cartoon, because you're garbage. You so dipped. you dipped, you burnt. But for tonight, Ozzy and Drix, Dave, how are you feeling, buddy? I'm actually still feeling optimistic okay. on this All one. Right. I think this is an interesting one to watch now, especially because uh, it's kind of timely. But I think the saving grace of this one and the movie itself is that they actually try to teach some scientific health-based concepts without hitting you over the head with a PSA 
by folding it into a narrative that's kind of informative and interesting if it's not always entirely accurate or a little outdated now 20 years later. The rest of it is, you know, if it didn't have that aspect of it, if it was just kind of like set in a in a cellular world and didn't actually try to teach you anything or have like any kind of scientific value to it whatsoever, yeah. it, it wouldn't be a recommendation. But I would say check it out if you're interested and maybe watch the two episodes that we watched. And if you like it, then there's 24 more. Or go and watch the movie. And if you like the animated portions of that, maybe check out the animated series. So that's a tough one, man. Yeah, where are you going to fall? Can't go middle of the road on this one. I can't. I want to hear your I want to hear your side okay, first I'm, before I'm, I commit. I'm a don't recommend. Uh, okay. I, you, know, you bring up some great points, Dave. I don't think it's enough to be able to push it into the recommend pile for me. Uh, I don't feel like... I got enough. If I wanted more science stuff, I would have gone and watched Magic School Bus. Uh, or sure. I would have watched something that had a more science-based kind of focus in terms of that cartoon. Uh, or I would have just watched a documentary about actual science. Uh, <laughs> I would have read a book. You know, I think it's, I think the, I think some of the, like I mentioned earlier, I probably just like completely ruined what my recommendation was. I think that this show has great voice acting. And I think that those voice actors did the best with what they had. Again, I just I felt like the writing and the pacing and and some of the timing and the like and just these terrible freaking jokes like just <laughs> drown this cartoon in so much mediocrity where it could have been fun. I mean, the the movie Osmosis Jones, it's not a bad movie. Like it's an interesting film and there's a lot of like weird, you know, fun things that are in there because you've got a, a pretty star-studded cast kind of like pushing it forward in that direction. This instance, you've got a pretty star-studded cast for the voice actors. It's just uh, the writing wasn't there. Like the direction wasn't there. I will say the one positive thing is that we didn't have a chance to talk about is the fact that like we moved from Frank to Hector to having like an actual like Latin X character being yeah. the highlight. It's just and his family and yeah, friends mostly. It yeah. just sucks because I would have loved to have had more around uh, that sphere of influence for Hector and sort of those things that were relatable to him. Other than him, like being like, I gotta get to this other white girl's dance party. I don't know. It just it didn't hit for me. I'm a don't recommend for Ozzy and Drex. And before we get to whether or not you dip it, I gotta give you my yeah commitment now. So this is why sometimes I want to hear what Sean has to say because sometimes he'll sway me one way or the other. This is a t this is a lot tougher than I thought it yeah. would be to be honest with you because I love the scientific approach to it, but in the twenty years since, I mean, we've had two versions of uh, Magic School Bus. There's a fantastic anime that I mentioned earlier called Cells at Work that actually the main plot of each episode is specifically focused on how cells work and the immune system and hunting down viruses, and I think it's a far better version of uh, Ozzy and Drix or Osmosis Jones. So all that being said, because you only have so much time, even though you are in quarantine, I, I guess I'm not going to recommend it. Oh, man. I was on the fence... Uh, there are good things like the Hector stuff. If we had more of Hector, yeah. if we actually got to know Hector, besides the fact that like he wanted to go dance with his girl or he got fat eating burgers one time so he started running, like if we got more of that stuff, if they balanced it out, like maybe half and half between Hector's story and Ozzy and Drix, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think there's too much kind of working against it. So because we had two don't recommends, now it's on the table for a dip. So what do you say? I'm not going to dip it. Okay, me either. Yeah. So it's safe. Yeah, safe. I don't. I don't think for that this, the reasons I think that we mentioned. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't think that okay. this cartoon merits in any way, shape, or form a dip. I just. I wouldn't okay. recommend it. You know. So same. Yeah. Check out Cells at Work. Watch Magic School Bus. Read a book. Perfect. Read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Go to school when you can. Yeah. yeah. Online classes. Yeah. I. I feel like even in this crazy world that we're in right now, I'm using this time to basically like do training and like learn more stuff. So. Yeah. Just trying to look at the positive for everything here, gang. I'm using this time to talk about bad cartoons on a podcast. Yeah, so. there we go. <laughs> I haven't learned. Yeah. We're never going to learn. You guys should do better. We're not going to try to learn. We're going to keep <laughs> this. We're going to stymie all of this learning in this show forever. Don't worry forever. about it. Forever. Watch Cells at Work. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm Maybe actually, next week we'll talk Cells at Work. I, mean, I kind of want to go watch Cells at Work now. So. You should check it out. I'll check it out. Cute. Let me know how you feel about the platelets, if nothing else. I will. I've been knee deep right now in star wars rebels Platelets. so oh, no, okay. i've been enjoying star wars rebels and it's great and the new season of clone the new wars. clone wars new clone yeah wars. yeah Ooh, just wait by the time you guys hear this you will have seen the new ahsoka episode yes so can't wait we'll talk about that yeah. in the future because you got to pick up you get you're gonna if you're gonna take the bad batch away from me you got to bring something else in that i'm gonna get excited about so make That's it happen right. 
That's right. Cool. Okay. Guess what? Thank you everybody for listening. You heard him on this episode, our friend Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co-host Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show that is in the same stream as Inhuman Experience. It's called In Search of My Lost Soul. It's available alongside of Inhuman. Check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, just about anywhere that you find podcasts. Bobby's a delight. Go check it out. Please support him. He's the best. Dave, what do you got going on? Same old stuff, bud, in quarantine, working for Collider.com. You can also check me out on Twitter, at DrClawMD. And you got a lot of free time now. You might as well order my book, The Science of Breaking <laughs> Bad, which actually talks about science. Yeah. Uh, no cold pills, unfortunately. Actually, there are cold pills. Believe it or not, you got to wait till you get to the last chapter on meth making to figure out why there's cold pills. Oh, boy. So that's a tease. Uh, check that out wherever books are sold. What about you, buddy? What are you doing in uh, at-home social distancing mode oh man i usually say as always i perform live improv comedy with a group that's Ooh. called Knox, but uh we're oh, not performing right now so when are you when are you all gonna do a live stream each individual at home improv special uh so we actually got together last tuesday when we typically rehearse and we just kind of like talked about some stuff so i don't know nice. we're, we're trying to figure out what we can do in the future and and you know if we can do something you know on the internet and if people would enjoy it or People would even log on and watch. So, hey man, now's the time to just try anything and everything because people are just looking for stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. if you're interested in that, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Message me there and tell me whether you would watch something like that. Uh, or you can just message me on Instagram because I have been talking about nothing other than Pop Tarts for the past like week and a half. Let me ask you this. Uh, I yeah. couldn't find Fruit Loops Pop Tarts that you mentioned previously, even before all this nonsense. I saw a picture of uh, somebody I follow on Twitter. They butter their Pop-Tarts? I, I posted that, and I've had so many people who've responded to me saying that they do, or they're, like, it's very polarizing right now. I d- it is. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I'm not going to knock it until I try it. Yeah. Now, same. do you do butter the frosted ones, though, or just, like, the plain ones? I don't know, dude. I'm going to try. I only have Fruit Loop ones right now, so I'm going to try it on a Fruit Loop one. Man, a buttered Fruit Loop Pop-Tart. What a world we're living I, yeah, in. Yeah, I know. I've heard a lot of people who say that they don't like the frosted ones on top, and I was like, okay, right. well, that actually probably would be good for butter. Right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm not going to knock until I try it, but a lot of people message me, and they're just like, I just found out that you're supposed to put these in the toaster, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> I'm like, don't I mean, even I get still me started. microwave them. But yeah. yeah, don't even get me started on the toaster microwave situation because that's just or the a freezer whole... or just straight yeah. out room temperature, eat them up cardboard style. Yeah, I typically totally do. Fine. I typically toast or like uh, room temp. I'm, I'm yeah. cool with that. But kids, if you're still listening, this is all what Frank would do. It's not what Hector should yeah, do. So a... just keep that in mind. It's what Fat Frank would do. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, you can also check out, I do a show uh, that is called The Bureau. Uh, it's another improvised podcast. It's very similar to Teacher's Lounge that's on Earwolf. It is myself and three other uh, improviser, comedian, friends of mine that are in the D.C. area. The whole point of the show it is a podcast for the FBI agents to kind of talk about their work at the FBI. I play a character named Dexter who works for Health and Human Resources at the Bureau. So you can check out the Bureau anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So please go and check that out. Uh, first season uh, has been, is finished and should be coming out and uh, will be disseminated during the time that we're in quarantine. Uh, so uh, is, there, think, is there news of a season two renewal? Uh, there is going to be a season two as soon as we can actually all physically Whoa, get back together again. Breaking so, news. Yeah, we got us our first scoop. Yeah, there you go. Nice. So Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. So it'll be fun. So go check that out, the Bureau. If you want to contact us, great. If you want to support us, wow, you are unbelievably perfect as a human being. Thank you so much. You can always go over to our Patreon page and just search Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's Morning With You. Uh, and if you want to support us, uh, you know, please check that out. If you just want to tell a friend about the show, wonderful. Because guess what? We understand that more than we understand how rating and reviewing us on Apple iTunes actually works. So... I'd rather go with the thing that I actually kind of is based maybe more in science as opposed to an obscure algorithm somewhere. Doesn't matter. Look, if you're enjoying the show, I don't care. Slide into our DMs on Twitter at Morning Tunes. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. You can find all these links that are in the bio for all of our social media sites. It looks like the word Linktree. Don't worry, it's not spam. Just click it. Got a whole bunch of buttons for you. And as always, 
You can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Don't know why I said podcast is podcast, but podcast. We're end moving the, up north. Yeah, end of the show. We're doing great. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Shake your groove thing. Oh, no. Can I say that any whiter? Shake yeah. your groove thing. Shake your groove thing. Everybody. Hey, Dave. Shake your groove thing. I already am, Sean. Oh, my God. Bye. Bye. Definitely leaving that. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>